You're listening to Bull and Dave's Excellent Podcast, Chicago's Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bull and Dave Show. Buckle up, bitches. It's about to get juicy. All right, this is episode number 85, Bill and Dave's Excellent Podcast. I am Dave, flying solo, practicing proper social distancing from my partner, Bill, who is not with us tonight. This is a huge show. So huge, in fact, I'm going to cut the BS and I'm going to get right to it. All right, guys, on the phone right now, we've got a living legend, at least uh, here in Chicago, he's a living legend, but he's a living legend all around, and especially in the comedy world. He's promoting his new, his first, his debut album. After all these years, his debut album, Who the Hell is Dwayne Kennedy? Ladies and gentlemen, Dwayne Kennedy, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Hey, man. Everything is, everything is groovy. First of all, man, congratulations. You've been doing this, I gotta think, it's going on, what, three decades now you've been doing this? Yeah, yeah. I like to not, yeah, I tell people, <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, how long you been doing it? Uh, I started a couple of years ago, and uh, but nah, yeah, you you all day. Yeah, that's no, it's awesome. It's awesome. You you yeah. um, I mean, we were. I know I was super excited to have this opportunity to have you on, and uh, your first full length uh, album. Now I remember the the EP uh, that came out. We were checking that out. Um, but this is your full your first full length. You recorded it at the Punchline in San Francisco. And it's called "Who the mm-hmm. Hell Is Dwayne Kennedy," and uh, and and you can get it online now. What perfect timing, dude! With everybody being, uh, I guess, uh, quarantined, what a great time to listen to a comedy album. Is that does that have anything to do with why you're releasing this now? Uh, no, that sort of just it just sort of worked timed out like that. Kind of just worked out like that. Um, I uh, recorded it in in uh, eighteen, and I. The, the intention was to release it sooner, and then people get busy, things happen, you know. And so uh, the, the producer, Aham Aluo, he's, he's uh, the cat that recorded it, and it's uh, his record label that he just got busy. He also shot a movie that I was in, so he had a lot of, the movie was taking up a lot of the time, so... Right yeah, on. just a coincidence. Yeah. Right on, right on. So, you know, there's there's obviously there's there's a lot of people that that you influence that are doing uh comedy these days. I mean, we can name names, but it, it it doesn't matter. I'm curious to know who were some of the people that you looked up to when you were first starting to get into comedy. Well, and you know, uh there was the, the famous cats, I mean, Pryor, of course, and Cosby and uh all the people, so many people I'd see on TV. And then um, as I started performing and getting into it, there were just, you know, a lot of uh, trying to local people and just people you see um, just on the scene who are, you know, just so many funny people, man. Um, who, who, who did I, I like? It's a, wow. Uh, 
trying to think. If, if, I, if I say one, then I figure I got to think of all of them. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, because somebody say, hey, how you didn't say me? Uh, <laughs> you know? You know, that, and that's 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 kind of the cool thing about a comedy album. I feel like it's, it's a little bit of a lost art, man, because... Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of specials on Netflix, and I know you've you've done specials on on on, on Showtime and that. But th- this lost art of a comedy album, and, and I remember growing up, and and, and obviously Richard Pryor uh, probably had had maybe the most famous one. But I mean, you know, the George Carlin's, and I mean, even yeah, Robert Klein, yeah, Robert Klein. yeah, he's fantastic. He was great. Yeah, th- there's uh, yeah. there's something about it. I think your comedy style fits a, a comedy album, like because because um, the the way you 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 view the world, and I think your your comedy style lends itself awesome to a to an album, man. So what what inspired you to to do this project? Well, I had tried uh, periodically over the years. I intended to do one. I tried to do one. I. Rec- I recorded material with the intention of doing it and just, you know, you just feel like, oh, this is not right or, you know, this, you know, you just, things just don't come together. And then after a while, time passes and then you just kind of forget about it. But the cats that are producing it, Hari Kondabolu and Kamal and Aham, just, they, they were uh, really uh instrumental in me doing it because they, they, they were always been asking, you should, you know, you should do an album, you should do an album. So, so when I had this gig at the, at the punchline, Aham just said, okay, man, I'm going to, I'm going to come down and record you. So, all right. <laughs> and he's, he's, man, yeah, and he's fantastic, man. That cat is so, so talented. So it, it just kind of all fell together, you know, you know, it was one of those things where sometimes, and, and I guess just one wanting to have a document of what you do. That's what they were saying. We we would just have a document. So For sure. That's where I'm at. For yeah. sure. And and when I say legendary and you know and and and, and I don't mean I don't mean to be weird about it, but I mean you got a lot I mean you like I hate that term a comics comic because you've done it all. I mean, you got uh Best comedian at uh, HBO Comedy Arts Festival. I mean, you've been on on Letterman, Conan, Kimmel. Uh, you've done Comedy Central and Showtime. I mean, you've done all these things. Um, and, and you got an Emmy, by the way. Where do you keep the Emmy? That's that's what I was wondering. At my sister's crib, <laughs> yeah. on a on a mantle. I got my, my Emmy at my sister's crib, and I got the the. Uh, the award I won for that comedy arts thing at my friend, you know, Owen Smith, who was a great comedian. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Yeah. Uh, my, my, that award is at his house in California. So I got to, uh, I got to get those one of these days. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. And then I, I always wonder like, because over the years, I mean, comedy, Comedy always evolves to stand up, and it's you know different different yeah. genres and stuff like that. But in, in a world now where you have this kind of like fake outrage going on on Twitter, if a comedian says something that might come off as offensive to somebody, does that make you change the way you do what you do at all? A little bit. I mean, you have to consider, man. And you know, I know some people don't care and they dive right in, but. It does sometimes, sometimes, you know, you think about like, 
uh, hesitant, like, man, can I do this? Can I say this? What should I say? What shouldn't I say? You know? So it's, I do consider it to some degree, maybe, uh, I don't say maybe more than I should, because, you know, there's certainly some, some points to people want to be represented. And, you know, it's not because, hey, man, if you look at some of the, like, <laughs> some of the comedy from, uh, like, the, the 50s or the 60s, like, you know, those some of those talk shows and stuff, man, there's a lot of it was just super racist, super sexist, you know. <laughs> Uh, so I don't want to just dismiss it out of hand, but like you said, sometimes, man, I think people, that's their thing. It's just, they can't wait to be offended by everything. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. So it kind of, in some ways I pay attention to it. Then in some ways I kind of just retreat from even taking in any of that information just so I don't start to completely shut myself down, you know, and, and, and edit myself to a degree that I don't even try things. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like I'm seeing more and more like comedians that roll through town. They have people, you know, put, check in their phones and stuff because you run into something like what Hannibal ran into when he did his, when he did his thing on Cosby. And next thing you know, right. like two days later, it's blowing up all over the place, you know, and it's, it, it right, kind of, right. two, two, two days, Two days later, Cosby's in prison. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. It's like, it's crazy, because I know, you know, like, I, I heard those kind of rumors going around and stuff. And, yeah, and, I me mean, too. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, somebody with a phone blows it up all of a sudden, you know. I'm sure Hannibal wasn't expecting that to do, you know, take off like it did. And, and it's just kind of crazy yeah. world, man, for that, for that. So, um, yeah, well, I, just like like you saying, David, just the, the, the matter of that's the thing. Because everything is being recorded now, or so much of what you do now is being recorded by everyone. So you don't even get an opportunity, to some degree, to say something crazy in a club one night before you might say that. And then, you know, giving people somewhat of the benefit of the doubt, you might say some things that might be inappropriate or untoward. That's why, you know, as you develop your set and then you realize, okay, I can do this, I can't do this, I want to say this, I don't want to say that. But now, like, boom, the moment you try something, like you said, if it's recorded and then somebody releases it, that's it. That's indelibly etched and marked with that thing that you said. Maybe you you may never have said again. Or maybe, you know, even if you had done a week's worth of shows, you might have said it and then never done it anymore after that. Now... You know, just the mere mention of anything, and it's on the permanent record forever, and people can scrutinize it. And then, like you said, then people jump in with, "Why did you say that? You hurt my sister's cousin's feelings." And you know, it's it's wild, man. It's 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 absolutely. You know, I used to love. uh, Patrice O'Neill had a great take on all that stuff, you know, and, and what, you know, people telling, telling, telling you what can and can't be funny and what you can and can't write a joke about. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and I think, I think it's unfair, but I guess it, it's kind of the reality and it's just got to deal with it. So, um, I think, uh, there's some interesting quotes, and I know you've I know you've read these. You had to have read these, but I I, I read these quotes, and I just kind of want to get your take, maybe like what it was like when you first read these. So, there's some comedians that that had 
Pet dog. It's going to be a surprise to me too, brother, because I did not read that. Oh no! I know that I, I knew I got a man. I could. It's like in some ways, like I can't bring myself to watch me or listen to me. And if people are saying, you know, kind things about me, I can't bear to not can't bear to read it. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll find out together. Well, I'll find out. So you, you probably know better than me. Yeah, not. I, I thought I thought these were pretty pretty profound, man. And I just I I'm, I'm wondering like what goes through your head when you hear somebody like Sarah Silverman says this. She goes, "The fact that Dwayne Kennedy is not a household name is insanity." And then she said, "When John Stewart left the Daily Show, he was the first name that came to mind as a perfect replacement." Dwayne Kennedy is a brilliant mind of our time. If you're not familiar, start your education with this album. Oh man. Yikes! See, that's, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's flattering, of course, and I, you know, I, you know, uh, some of it might be. I don't know if any of it is true. Yeah, certainly. You know, <laughs> I get uncomfortable, man. <laughs> but no, I appreciate it. You know, so, you know, I think beyond everything, man. For sure, you just it's not anything. I, I, I'm, I appreciate that some people appreciate what I do. You know, yeah. So, yeah, um, it's it's one of those things that 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 keeps you going. You know, right? Even through whatever money or lack of money or stature or lack of that, you know, those things kind of keep you going. Like, okay, yeah, it's you know. it's cool, man. Like you, you're you're so highly regarded, especially here in Chicago. Like Matt Bronner, this is a guy comedian from Chicago. I'm sure most people know Matt Bronner, but. Uh, he said, uh, I can't overstate how much our ragtag gang looked up to Dwayne Kennedy in Chicago. He was like our champ. Everybody went to an open mic on Monday called Lion, called the Lion's Den. We all know the Lion's Den. He said, we scrambled from the, from the bar to get to the stage just to watch Dwayne. Um, is that like, a, like the Beatles, man? <laughs> yeah, well, that was a, those were, yeah. Those fun days, man. I used to love that joint. <laughs> so, so yeah. like, as, as a comedian, as a comedian coming from Chicago, and this is like, I mean, this is, this is our home. It's a big city, and I know there's different sections, you know, of of the city, and and there's a lot right. of different mics all over the place. But I'm just curious, like, as a comedian that came from Chicago and is and has achieved what what you have so far, and I, and I know there's a lot more to come, but it. Do you have to do it by going through L.A. or New York? I mean, you kind of almost have to, right? Well, you know, it, it depends what it is you're trying to do. I mean, generally, let's say, I don't know what the percentage is, but the, the greater percentage of people who are going into stand-up probably are trying to, yes, probably with the intention of being famous or, you know, getting on TV and movies and all those type of things. Um, you know, I, I think it is true to some degree. Uh, Chicago, Chicago is a great place to get good, but it's not a place to get famous. Right. Generally, unless you do maybe like if you're doing I, you know, Second City or IO, you know, improv, and then you know that's the pipeline to Saturday Night Live. So. Right. This is an ideal place, but as far as stand up, man, yeah, to get to get known or to get a, a foothold into 
those aspects of show business, television and movies and things, yeah, you probably do have to go to New York and more more so LA. I think that's that's true. I think it yeah, it's been true and still pretty much is. I mean, even though they have more productions here now, but I think that's generally true. Right on. Now, I remember yeah. I remember seeing you perform at a at a at a local joint here. Uh, it was a, it's a small. I think if it sat thirty people, it was a lot of people. Um, not not that you. That's not how many people went to. The, I'm saying this this venue only held maybe thirty people. Like it was a small small venue, and for for yeah. me as an audience member, it was pretty cool to see you. Uh, it was called uh, the Whip Theater, and. Um, and, and oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I think they they wound they didn't wind up uh you know they wound up closing down, but it was kind of a cool spot as as a person that loves comedy. I'm wondering for you as a stand up, like do you do you like kind of a small a small atmosphere Absolutely. like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I do. Man, my ideal situation would be to do shows for no more than about forty five people and make ten thousand dollars a show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do, if, <laughs> no, I, man, I I love those kind of crowds, man. Just you know, because it's just intimate. And you can try things, and yeah, I, I love it. That's yeah. cool, man. That's I cool. So, so yeah. are you are you in Chicago now, or are you over on one of the coasts? Mm-mm. I'm on the south side as we speak. Nice, nice. So how how are you handling uh, the shelter in place going on? Uh, pretty good. I, I'm, I'm mostly in place, but I'm, I'm out a lot, you know, going to the store. I was at the store this morning. Me and my father took me with the Sam's club and, you know, masked up and gloved up, you know, of course. Right. right. uh, Yeah. I'm moving about because, you know, it's it's some areas in Chicago. It's kind of isolated anyway. Like, you know, this like on the South side, there's not, I mean, a lot of area where I'm at, there's not even a lot of people around. And then if I'm moving about, it's mostly in a car. Right. And I'm either it's me or my father or you know, I'm by myself. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty isolated. I was, I was living that sheltered in place life long before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of funny too like for 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 us here in, in Chicago I know you can relate Dwayne it's kind of funny because you you watch like Governor Pritzker will come on and and I don't get political I don't really care either way but like Governor Pritzker will come on and then Mayor Lightfoot will come on afterwards it's like they it's like they don't they don't really like each other I get the feeling <laughs> Oh I don't know. I, f- I feel like they did at the beginning, and then since then they decided, ah, maybe we'll do our own thing. Yeah, maybe they don't care each other. Might be ego, might be... No. <laughs> right on. Well, I want to make sure we get a good plug for the for the uh, for the album. It's called "Who the Hell Is Dwayne Kennedy," and uh, you can get it online just like you can get everything else. But uh, if you go to uh, oakheadrecords.bandcamp.com, and we'll make sure we share the uh, share the link too, so people can go and get it. And uh, it's always good to support comedy, and it's great to have people putting out content in a time like this because I'm out of sh- I'm out of shit to watch on Netflix, man. I'm gonna be honest with you, so this is like perfect timing for me. Um, and uh, I'm sure you can get the info at uh, Dwayne's website. It's Dwayne Ke- Dwayne Kennedy Comedy dot com, and um, 
you can get all of his social stuff there. So, so uh, uh, there, there's a little clip that we're gonna play from the album that uh, that that your people gave us uh, that I I actually listened to a little bit before, um, and and it's a bit. I, I, and I even hate using the word bit. I don't even know, but I'm I'm not a comedian, so if that's offensive or the wrong word, I apologize. But you have this thing about I used to let white people have it, and I mm-hmm. and I think it's it's a great taste of just uh, just your your style, man. And I'm wondering is uh, is there a science to writing something like that? Um, is there's uh, a structure or a formula? Well, sometimes I mean it's you know stuff comes. All kinds of ways, you know. So, so sometimes it's a it's a line or a, a punchline, and then you put a you put some a, a, the joke in front of it, or you put the premise in front of it. Sometimes you have the premise, and you put the you know. Um, I think that line I used to let white people have it was to to buttress the uh, the point about all uh, yeah all those. <laughs> things I say that yeah. I used to indict them for, <laughs> you I, know. But you know, I mean, and then of course, part of it is because it's an act. So, so sometimes your act is the truth, and sometimes your act is an act, right? You know, yeah. So that that people might perceive as a truth or the truth or your truth, but you know, I, I always makes me laugh when people say, "I'm gonna tell you a true story." I hope it's a funny story, you know. <laughs> yeah, I hope that truth is funny because if it's not, you you could tell me some funny lies if you want to, you know. Did, so, and did anybody yeah. try and give you like uh, try try to give you a tag or something like after you get off of like after you get off doing doing a set somewhere and somebody's like, hey, I got a I got a tag for you on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, co- comedians do that with each other. So I, some get salty uh, though. I heard like I've talked to some comedians where they're like they're like you know somebody will give them a give give them something and and they just get salty about it and it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean that'll that'll happen depending on you know it's so many things depending on who the person is is being told you know where they're at where you know this where they're how they are as a person and their, their psyche and their ego and all those things it might depend on who it is that's doing the telling. Sometimes it's like you take advice or listen to somebody where you might not listen to somebody else. You know, you know how that goes. Just like in life, some people, you, some people's advice you're more open to than other people is sometimes even if they're giving you the same advice. Right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I like your advice, but I never care for you. So I'm not listening. (laughs) Yeah. It's, the comedy scene is is something else, man, and 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 you've been doing it for, you know, you you you've seen yeah. it all. You've been, you've seen it all. You've been doing it for a couple of years, so you've seen it all. And yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Thanks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on. The album again is called "Who the Hell Is Dwayne Kennedy," and you can go to uh, it's uh, Oakhead Records dot bandcap.com and we're going to share the link so you can see in the episode notes we'll tweet it out and do all that fun stuff too uh, but make sure you check it out um all things Dwayne kennedy you're going to find it at dwaynekennedycomedy.com and i'm sure once uh, they start doing comedy shows you can check that for dates and uh Dwayne, is there anything else we can we can plug promote for you before we cut you loose no man i wish i had more stuff to promote <laughs> plug and sell i'm trying to i'm yeah, I'm trying to create stuff, man. I'm trying to sell out as best I can. Yeah. At this point, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. well, you know, it's a hometown guy, so Chicago, like everybody in Chicago needs to buy this thing. So you can go yeah. you can go there now, get it now, support your boy. And yeah. uh and Dwayne, thanks again for coming on, man. I really appreciate the time. Hey man, thanks for having me. All right, man, take it easy. All right, you too. All right, bye. All right, guys, there you go. That was Dwayne Kennedy. He is a living legend in the comedy world. Uh, Emmy Award winner. He was on Letterman, Conan, Kimmel, Comedy Central Presents. He had a Showtime special. He won Best Comedian, HBO US Comedy Arts Festival. I mean, the guy's done it all, and he's got his first ever full-length album, who the hell is Dwayne Kennedy? Make sure you check it out. Again, the website you can get that at is oakheadrecords.bandcamp.com and check out his website, dwaynekennedycomedy.com. And uh, just like we talked about, I'm going to end it uh, this time here with uh, that clip from his album. It's called I Used to Let White People Have It and it give you a good taste of the album. Get it, buy it, and uh, you can get it right now. So yeah, we'll catch you next time. And uh, here you go. I used to let white folks have it, man, just right out the gate, just, you know. Let me tell you something, your pathological greed and compulsive need for control has been the single most source of pain and misery for people of color throughout this world for generations. But I try not to say things like that anymore. Because <laughs> I found once you have said something like that to a white person, you almost never get a second date, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bill and Dave Show.